0: Hello, my name is Marty Church, and welcome to my camp. I really enjoy camping in the wintertime. There's so many things about the winter that reminds me of our great creator. The way the snow covers the dead leaves, so it reminds me of how God's love and forgiveness covers my sins. It's a time when you can get close to wildlife. It gives us a glimpse of what heaven will be like when we can be close to these creatures without them being afraid of man. Have you ever camped in the snow? It has a flavor all its own. I think you stay around the fire more to keep warm and you take more time to be still and to think about the more important things in life. Today I'd like to talk to you about one of the most exciting secrets of spirituality. It's a Bible teaching that I've entitled, A New You. It answers the question is, how are we changed? Exactly how does God prepare us to be citizens of heaven and the earth made new? How does this process take place? How do we become the kind of people that God wants us to be? These are questions that Christians are asking today, especially as they see that we are living in the very end of time, just before Jesus coming. As we see the many radical changes and events taking place in the world around us today, it reminds us dramatically of what Jesus said. Now learn of the parable of the fig tree. When its branches are yet tender and puts forth leaves, you know that summer is near. So today, there are signs in a social, and the technological and religious world that tell us that Jesus' return is very imminent. According to the Bible, the Book of Heaven, it won't be much longer now. Jesus is coming to take us to that beautiful new world where there is no death, no decay, violence, or broken treaties, a land where we will enjoy the works of our hands throughout eternity, where the Great Spirit Himself will be our campfire guest. Now wouldn't that be awesome? As we think about our heavenly home, we also think of whether or not we deserve such a place. But the good news is that God the Father, His Son, and the Great Spirit have put together a plan, the Great Treaty of Peace, in order to give us all of His great riches. The truth is that God loves each one of us personally and offers to all of us the Treaty of Peace that we can choose to accept today. You see, all of us deserve to die because of our sinfulness. In the beginning, God made us perfect. And with that perfection, he gave us something very special. It demonstrated his incredible love. That something is the freedom of choice. That freedom is so sacred to him that if we should decide to deliberately go against His love and His laws, He won't step in and force us to do His will. But sadly He will allow us to reap the consequences of our own stubborn choices. Then things go downhill, oftentimes a point of no return. But this is where Jesus comes in. Together with the Great Spirit and God the Father, They designed the Great Treaty of Peace. In this treaty, Jesus, as God the Son, willingly chose to come to this evil world to teach us how to live God's love. But then he did something absolutely astonishing. He allowed evil man to kill him. So through his death, he would pay forever the penalty of death that each of us deserves for having chosen sin over God's love. So now, you and I can accept the death of Jesus on the cross as a ransom for our sins. If we accept this substitution, we are set free from guilt and from the penalty of death. We are counted as perfect creatures in the eyes of God. Isn't that wonderful? It's as if we had never sinned. We are born again. We can start all over again. Isn't this wonderfully great news? Just to think that God would come to this earth and die for us even if we were the only sinners. To think now that we can choose to have life and not suffer eternal death. I love the Lord for this wonderful gift. Don't you? Jesus says, no matter who you are or what nation you're from, come and drink with the water of life freely. All we have to do is accept. It's that simple. It's hard to understand, but the more we study it, the more thrilling this offer becomes. Looks like we got some snow last night. This illustrates how God covers our sins and how he takes and makes our life pure like the white snow. You may say, if heaven and eternal life is our inheritance, how will we become the kind of people that will be at home there? You may say, I'm so weak. I have so many deep-seated problems. At times, I don't even feel close to God. And you know, I crave the things I know aren't right. We get angry, but we know in heaven there will be no anger. Heaven won't have any beer cans or cigarette butts littering the sides of the golden streets. It's like an Eskimo friend of mine once said to his Siberian brothers. The Lord isn't going to deliver us from one bad world just to take us to another bad world. But how can we, who are so weak and sinful, become citizens of that clean, sinless place Jesus has gone to prepare for us? How does this work? It's a plan. It's a step-by-step process that God himself has designed, and it works like this. First of all, we come to Jesus just as we are we don't have to change to come to him but we come to him in order to be changed second he lovingly accepts us just as we are Third, he reveals to us the ugliness of our sins and leads us to repentance finally he teaches us the greatest lesson the greatest principle of christianity and that is without me you can do nothing. You cannot change yourself. Only your Creator can change you. Your job is to allow Him to do this by staying close and open to His leading. Let me try to illustrate what I'm saying this way. Many believe that when you come to Jesus, that you have to work your way on up to perfection. Say that this line here represents perfection. But that's not what the Bible teaches. God's plan is that when we come to Him, He takes and He puts us right here. He treats us as perfect right in the beginning. Now, you know you're not perfect. Your guardian angel knows you're not perfect. Your spouse knows you're not perfect. But that's the way God treats you. But you say, What if I should fail? The Bible says, A righteous man falleth seven times, which means numberless times. But he looks back to God, gets back up again. The scripture says that we're going to fall many times. All we have to do is ask God to forgive us, and he does. Then what he does. It's helped us to see the deadliness of our sins and then gives us the strength and the power to quit sinning we may make mistakes but the great spirit will never forsake us like a parent who looks after the growth of his child so god looks only to what we can become by his transforming power when my little kids were small and starting to learn to walk do you think i got angry with them and wished I could take them back to the hospital where they were born? Do you think I said, Hey, little guy, if you can't get it right the first time, I don't want anything to do with you anymore. Of course not. I didn't forsake them because I loved them, and I was willing to help them grow. I will never leave you nor forsake you, says God. You see, He sees us all as babes who are naturally weak and in need of growth. And He is willing to help us one day at a time. The Holy Spirit works with us today, and He puts within us a desire to be better people. When He does this, something suddenly happens. We want to keep God's commandments, and we want to do what God wishes. Then, the things that we once hated, we now love, and the things which we knew we were doing wrong, we now despise. God's commandments give us a successful pattern of life to strive for. And when we ask God to help us keep His commandments, He will. When this happens, something supernatural takes place. We then want to do whatever God wishes. We want to keep all of His commandments the best way we possibly can, as a response of thanksgiving and love for what He's done for us and what He continues to do for us today. When we turn to our great Creator God for the power to keep His commandments, life becomes a happy, fantastic partnership with Him. Let me explain how this works this way. Every day, hour by hour, we only have two decisions to make. Whether we lean upon our own strength to do what is right or upon our Creator's strength. In the morning, let's imagine a dividing line here of our loyalty and our focus. In the morning, we may turn to God and ask Him for strength to do what is right. And He does help us. But as the day goes by, our focus comes upon our own strength and our own power. And when that happens, we make many mistakes and sin often. But if we keep our focus upon Jesus, He will help us with all the affairs of our life. Today we're witnessing incredible transformations in the lives of people. These people were dramatically changed when they gave their lives to Jesus and then began to keep their focus upon the Savior to guide them through life.
1: Andrew Walkers, and Many people have asked, can God really change your ways? And yes, He can. The reason I know, is I was an alcoholic for years and. I can't recall how many years. It's in the past. I turned turned my life over to the Lord, and since then, I've seen success. We've often talked about what might have happened if we didn't turn to the Lord. We could have lost our family. We could have lost our grandkids. There'd be no one around to look after them. We might have lost each other through death. If somebody was to ask me how it happened, I wouldn't be ashamed to say it was through prayer and faith, and I I didn't turn back or try to dwell on when I was an alcoholic. Giving all thanks to God, it's, it's been pretty easy so far. I can't explain how it all happened my own words, but people can see the difference, and it's wonderful to see what happens to me after I turn everything over to the Lord. There are others who are struggling as they turn it over to the Lord, like I did, and you'll see complete change. I don't know how he does it, but he does it. All you have to do is look to him. I've been off alcohol for over nine years and the change is wonderful.
2: Note. I'm from the Buffalo Lake Maple Settlement, and uh, which is the Cree Nation, and uh, it's in Alberta, Canada. And I just would like to tell you how the Lord has made some changes in my life. I spent most of my uh, years uh, searching for something that would make me happy, and I, I never found that. Uh, I tried different religions, uh, even the native traditional religion I was involved in for a while, and none of this, Uh, bought me any happiness. In fact, I was was more depressed and and, uh, down and out than I ever was before. One day, uh, the Lord spoke to my heart, and I found that uh, true religion is one that really changes a person. It's through the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, there's many people that uh, have religion on Sundays only, and uh, next, the whole week, they're back and doing their regular things in the bars and places that are not pleasing to the Lord but the true religion is through the Lord Jesus Christ. I've struggled with many things in my life like alcohol and drugs but the thing that stands out most in my life was uh, selfishness where it even caused problems in my family uh, because I wanted to do things that I wanted to do and I never thought of those around me and uh, it, it caused a lot of difficulties in my life but I had to bring that to the Lord and let Him do the work in my life, and to uh, and to uh, bring me out of that, so that there could be peace in our home and peace among others around me, like even in the group that I travel with. And only the Lord can make this change in a person's life. Uh, I tried on my own for a lot of years, and I failed all that time. Till I bought it to the Lord, and He's the one that could bring true happiness in a person's life. One. Uh, example that I have of selfishness in my life was uh, authority. I hated listening to authority and uh, sometimes when my wife would ask me to do something, I'd think in my mind, well, who are you to to tell me what to do? And and then we'd get into an argument because I would not do or listen to her. And uh, it it caused many heartaches in my family, but I've learned that uh, as a husband and wife, we have to work together, and it's only through the Lord Jesus Christ that we can do this. really sure uh, how the Lord changes a person, but uh, I know it's, uh, He works in your life through the Holy Spirit convicting you of all these things. And uh, But I found out that when you're willing to let the Lord work in your life, you, you give your life over to Him and you say, Lord, you do the work in my life, and you give up your will so that He can have his will done in your life and I know that you can be changed and how you really explain that uh, it's, it's very hard to explain but I know if you're willing that the Lord will do this work in your life. Not only am I thankful for the changes that the Lord has made in my life but my wife can testify and my children to the changes that the Lord has made and it brings uh, happiness in the home uh, and I just really Thank the Lord for doing the work in my life. The reason I know that uh, I'm a changed man is others have told me that uh, I have changed from my past ways. And uh, I just have to thank the Lord for that. And thanks to Calvary, I'm not like that anymore.
0: When we enter into a loving trusting relationship like this we find we don't keep God's commandments to be saved, we keep them because we are saved. You see the commandments lead us to Jesus and Jesus gives us the power that transforms our lives. The Bible describes it this way, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's like the transformation of an ugly worm into a beautiful butterfly. As the miracle of this transformation takes place in nature, so it does in the lives of those who will be citizens of the new earth. Heaven will be a gathering place of people who have allowed God to change them. This is an exciting, continuous process that takes place in our lives, day by day and moment by moment as we allow the Lord to lead us. As the butterfly that is still the same worm which has been transformed, Likewise, we will always have a human carnal nature until Jesus changes us at the second coming. In spite of this, God supernaturally transforms us and gives us the power to stop doing that which is sinful. Everyone that Jesus takes to heaven will have been transformed much like the butterfly. During this process, God's plan covers us like the snow. We are slowly transformed in the way we think and act. He says, though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as wool. Though they be as red as crimson, they shall be white as snow. Can you see how God's intended for us to understand his laws? The Bible says that his laws are like a mirror, which simply points out our sinfulness and our weakness, or the dirt in our lives, if you please. When we look into God's holy law, we see our sinfulness. The law is like a mirror. It can't change the filthiness of our lives. Only as we turn to Jesus and accept his death on the cross are we cleansed. Only by him we can become clean again. Then we can look into the mirror of his law and see the purity that only God can perform by his grace. He placed in us the purity of Jesus' life so we not only look clean on the outside but we can be clean on the inside too that is what grace means making a new creature out of our sinful past what a loving God we serve I want to allow God's transforming power in my life every day how about you he works with us individually he carries out his work through the great spirit which transforms us into kind Loving Christian people. I want that, don't you? Look at those magnificent glaciers. They look so solid and immovable. Yet they move and change, being transformed ever so imperceptibly. Likewise, God will move in your heart to make of you a new person. The key is staying close to Jesus by studying His Word and by a life of prayer day by day and hour by hour. All we can do is to choose to allow him to work within us. By choosing this new way, we connect ourselves with the great spirit. I have a branch here. The Bible says that Jesus is the vine and we are the branches. He says, without me, you can do nothing. Now, if I separate myself from the tree or from the vine, I'll understand what Jesus meant when he says, we will then simply wither and die. Knowing that we are in God's plan makes it easier to allow God to gradually change us. Like the ptarmigan changes from its dark colors of the summer to the white colors in the winter. So God works within us to change our lives. Do you want to be changed by His power and His strength? Just ask Him. Ask Him and He'll help you. Allow Him to teach you how to love His commandments, and to do what is right. He will. Don't put it off. Do it now. It's such a privilege today for me to invite you, no matter what nation, band, or tribe of people you're from, to become a part of the great multitude who are preparing to meet the king of kings, the chief of chief, and lord of lords. And until next time, let only the good spirit guide you.